Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song It's a good song, just as it should song American Brews and Tunes Wahoo! Oh, And we're back. Yeah, we're back. What? Huh? <laughs> what? Yes. Huh? We're back with episode number 85 wow. of American Brews and Tunes. My name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. And this is a one-off. Yeah, another fun one-off episode. For everybody who knows what a one-off is, it's one of those. <laughs> For everyone else, it's uh, where we just review one album and one beer. Yeah, one album that we're both enjoying quite a bit. Yeah, well, we don't have to be enjoying it, it's just one in general. True, true. I suppose we haven't really reviewed a one-off that we don't like, but yeah. it could happen one day, you never know. Never know. Uh, but that's uh, that's what we're doing, and today we're reviewing a new album by Blink-182. It's their most recent release, titled Nine. Mm-hmm. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Nine. Nine, nine, nine. But before we get into that uh, glorious album, let's talk about this brew that we're having, shall we? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, we're going back to a brew by Stone. Um, Ooh, yeah. I guess we've had uh, one of the arrogant bastards recently, but... Before mm-hmm. that, I feel like it's been a, a minute since we've had, uh, like, just a stone beer in general. It has. It has been a minute. Um, I'm pretty excited about this one. Me too. It's it's a uh, it's a different one. That's for sure. It definitely is. Um, we are having the it's the 20th anniversary. So this was brewed and bottled in 2015. Yep. Uh, the Encore series, the Stone Vertical Epic, eight 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 ale. Yeah, so, so I think it was. It's based on a, a beer they brewed in, in two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they made this beer pretty much like on their anniversary every year. I think. Yeah. So there was like all the way back to two thousand, whenever it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they had all kinds of different uh, different beers. Do you have a good description of this? I do. Uh, on our favorite beer app called Untapped. What a great app. Uh, the description that they give for this beer is the stone. 888 Vertical Epic Ale is a strong Belgian-style IPA, highly hopped with American hops. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to say these word of these hops right now. Good luck. Atanum? Atanum? A-H-T-A-N-U-M? Atanum? I don't know. <laughs> Amarillo and Simcoe. The beer pours pale golden with a thick and creamy white head of foam. The aroma is full of depth. Nuances of pepper, clove, and banana from the Belgian yeast strain and the resiny citrus notes from the American hops blend together nicely to provide a complex aromatic character. The tasty, the, the tasty, the taste is spicy, hoppy, Ooh. and fruity with a very dry and pleasant bitter end. Mm. The bitterness lingers nicely and provides Ooh. a refreshing finish. Wow. I'm mm. pretty excited to, to try this beer. Delicious sounding. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to try it too. Um, shall we give it a uh, a crack and a pour? You think? Yeah, let's give it a crack and a pour. Yeah, so we're splitting a bomber today. So it's just a one single bottle, and that had a nice little on it. Sometimes when you age the beers, they'll lose a little bit of that uh, carbonation. Yeah, I wonder if because this one's a Belgian style IPA, it's like I don't know more carbonated. Yeah, Belgians in general seem to to be a little bit more carbonated, a little bit lighter on the mouthfeel, you know, more yeah. bubbly. Yeah, yeah, and 
We already mentioned this was bottled in 2015, right? Correct. So it was yeah. like a they remade the recipe that they did in 2008. Yeah. So this is this beer has been aging for four years. It's got a a nice white head, as you yeah. had mentioned. Yeah. I'm gonna give us both a little bit of the a little bit of the sediment, a little sediment, just to make sure we maximize our flavor. Yeah. Because as you all know, sediment has a lot of flavor in it. Well, yeah, it should. One would hope. What are you getting on that uh, that nose, the smell? I'm definitely getting the Belgian smells. Yes, from All the, the, Belg- the yeast. The Belgian smells. The Belgian smells. Um, Straight from that Belgian yeast. A lot of that, a lot of that peppery, those peppery notes and yeah. the clove and the banana yeah. on the, the nose. So the, the smells remind me of like a classic Belgian beer, but also of a specific Belgian brew, the Saison. I'm getting a little yeah, bit of Saison yeah. flavors, which would be that that's peppery that spiciness. Sale, yeah, yeah. Smells nice. It's got a really nice head on it. I'm actually pretty really surprised does. by that. I didn't think yeah, there I'm, would be. I'm pretty surprised that after four years, yeah, it uh, still has that much of a head. Yeah, it's nice Looks and good. it's real bubbly. All kinds of different size bubbles, and it's got good substance. Yeah, the color is it's a slightly hazy, pale orange. Yeah, yeah, it looks, looks pretty nice. normal. Looks good. Should we give it a, a cheers and, and give it a try? Let's give it a cheers and a try. As we always say on American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity people too. Got my falsetto back. Yeah, you can do that. The regular cheers now. Yes, I can. Down the falsetto hatch. Wow, interesting. Yeah, wow. the hops hops come through. Which when I think Belgian beers, Ooh. I don't think hoppy. Uh, yeah. But this is a Belgian style IPA. So yeah, it's, and it's from Stone, so you know they're going to be. A, Hop in this one. Wow. Yeah, that... Uh, ooh, the hops really come through in the after. Yes. Aftertaste. The, they're not as bold up front. I'm not sure if that's because that's the style they're going for or because it has been aged so long. Because sometimes yeah. that fresh hoppiness goes away after several months uh, of, of not drinking a beer. Yeah. And so since this one's been aged a while, the hop potency has definitely decreased. But I can't... It's still really bitter, like a nice hoppy bitterness in the, the aftertaste. Yeah, and you get like, all those Belgian flavors up front. Um, nice light yeah, mouthfeel. Yeah, you definitely get like the classic, uh, like pepper, pepper and clove, and a, only a slight banana, which I'm very happy about. Yeah, it's it's not um, like super. It's not like Hefeweizen banana. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not as banana as a banana y. Banana banana as a Hefeweizen. Um, and then you definitely do get that really nice uh, kind of like citrus hot punch at the end. And that flavor comes to you at the end of the mouthfeel, which is actually pretty nice. It's kind of a nice combo. Yeah, I'd say so. I would have never thought that like having a Belgian and then having some like nice hops at the end would be pleasant, but it really is. It's it's quite an enjoyable beer. I like it. I almost forgot about this one and just just was... happened to see it today. Yeah. Well, no, I, I saw it in my uh, my my I want to say my my beer cellar, but it's my closet. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it in my beer closet. <laughs> Just kidding. It's my linens closet, and I just keep beer in the bottom shelf in the dark. <laughs> it's the right temperature, and, <laughs> and, it, and it keeps them well. But I saw it, and I was like, yeah. that'd, that'd be a good one to try. And this one comes in at 8.9%. Yes. So it's not a light beer in terms of that. But I'm uh, I'm pretty satisfied with this beer. Um, and as always, if the taste of the beer or the flavors of the beer change at all, uh, we will let you guys know. Otherwise... Uh, Otherwise, it's time to get talking about good old Blink-182. They are good, and they are old, but they're also young, because they just, they're living their best life. You yeah. Know? They're just 
all kinds of youth and blame and all <laughs> kinds of crap like that. <laughs> um, but no, uh, let's talk about Blink-182's most recent album, Nine. Yeah, let's um, do that. Um, how recent it was released, released in 2019 on September 20th, my birthday. Wow, yeah. happy birthday to me. I think they planned that. They definitely did because... They know that's your birthday. Neighborhoods came out one week after my birthday and I was like literally the 27th of September. I was like, oh, you guys, what are really you doing? Bummed. You missed it by a week. So I think they adjusted accordingly. They somehow heard about that. Yeah, definitely. Through the grapevine, through as me. it were. <laughs> through, probably through Twitter. <laughs> did you say that? Do you I don't know. Did? I've tweeted them. funny. I tweeted them to change the lyrics to What's My Age Again when I was 23. <laughs> they did not listen. <laughs> oh, well. Um, this was named because it is Blink's ninth studio album. Yes. Um, and apparently that's contested. Uh, I never thought it was. I don't know. A lot of people think it's the eighth because a lot of people don't count Buddha as a studio album. I mean, I count it. Mark and Travis count it. So I, f- yeah, I feel like it I feel should like be. You definitely have to count yeah. it then. I, some people don't because it's like a... Uh, the one you get on a CD is like a reissue of their original cassette tape. But the okay. cassette tape was still their first album. Yeah. They re-recorded like two or three songs and put them on Cheshire Cat. Uh, but I say that uh, that Buddha counts as their first studio record, making it definitely number does. nine, nine, the nine. ninth album. Yeah. Yeah. Kind and of a is, simple name. This is Skiba's second album. Correct. Matt Skiba, who took over for Tom DeLonge, has been in Blink for now two albums worth. Yeah. And one deluxe album. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> that should have been its own album. But, I mean, it makes sense that they, they don't release it as a separate one. Yeah. Well, I don't think it necessarily fit in well, 100% South California. Really? They, they could have probably put it in by by itself. I mean, that's what Radiohead did with Kid A and Insomniac. Yeah, they just put them into they two albums. Like, they were like, hey, Kid A is this album, but these are also songs that we did at the same time. did at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently for In Rainbows, there's a whole second disc of other... Like, is an, it really? That's what I've heard. I, I haven't listened to it. Which one is that, though? What's it know. called? In Rainbows Disc 2? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but back to this. Have you listened to that album yet? Not yet. Okay. Uh, I am just starting to listen to Hail to the Thief now. Okay. So after I um, kind of digest that one, I'm, I'm going to move on to In Rainbows. Yeah. I think you'll like In Rainbows. It's That's really what I've good. heard. I've heard it's be- uh, one of their best ones. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so Nine is following, as we said, um, the eighth album, Grammy-nominated California. Um, California was a huge commercial success, obviously, nominated for the Grammys. And the only way to be nominated for the Grammys is if you sell a bunch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for, pretty much, right? Yeah, it's, I'm not cynical. The, but Blink-182 uh, is, oh! <laughs> most most awards like that are yeah. all kind of dumb. I mean, it's awesome that they got recognized finally. They should have been nominated for Enema of the State. That yeah. was like a multi-platinum record. Enema of the State or... Take Off Your Pants and Jack was number one. Like, they, they, had, they should have been at least nominated before i don't know how they weren't yeah um, but who, it was who knows silly punk who, who cares um but I'm there kidding. was there were some complaints about california yeah um including uh, john feldman's influence in overproduction yeah uh the woes and the nananas yep and that it didn't break any new ground it was kind of like a nostalgic record yeah but i think that was the intention I yeah. have. I really don't have any problems with any of those things. I can see them as valid complaints, and I'm not gonna yeah. say like you're dumb for thinking that this album's stupid. That makes sense. I, I understand that. The only one, the only one that I partially agree with is the overproduction of it. Personally, I am not the biggest fan of like way like overproduced. Like you know, it almost sounds. And they they did it on on California for sure. It almost sounds like metallic's not the right word, but you Too get much. what I'm saying. Yeah, I know. That. I know what you mean. Yeah. 
That's why the Dogs Eating Dogs EP was so good. It was, yeah. it was super raw sounding. Yeah. We'll review that another time. But anyway, um, and that's my only complaint with this with this new album, too. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, this was supposed to be released in the late spring, like the early summer. This um, album, Nine, was? Nine was supposed to be. They were, they were That's what they had said multiple times, but they pushed it back because they just like kept writing. Um, like they had written like 20 or 30, maybe even more songs. And they just kind of felt like they were reinventing California. So they just scrapped everything and restarted pretty much. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's a whole bunch of unused stuff that they've, they've got somewhere, which I wish I could hear. Maybe eventually they'll release it. They'll be like, Hey, this is our secret, yeah. secret disc of old songs old that stuff. we didn't want to use. <laughs> Here you go. Do what you do. What, do what you want with it. I pay money for it. <laughs> um, but they teased that they were testing out like new stuff and going like new directions, new sounds. Yeah. Um, and they hinted that this album would be closer to like a, a sequel to the untitled album. I don't think so. Um, I can see why they said that, but I, I yeah, I get. I don't I necessarily the, say that either. I get the reasoning that they did say that. It is. I'll say it's very different than California. Yes, and I think that's definitely a goal. Um, but it's definitely not like uh, as big of a shift from uh, "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" to. Untitled. untitled. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Like that's like a 180 shift. Yeah. This is maybe like a 30 degree shift. <laughs> 30, maybe 45. That. Yeah. About face. Uh, and before we get track by track, I just want to mention that there was three or four songs released before the album came out. And a lot of that caused some people to be concerned. Yes. It caused me to be concerned. Yeah. As well as yourself. Yeah, I was well, like, I was a little concerned. But then you also said it doesn't matter what they put out. I'll like it anyway. It's true. They could <laughs> uh like they say you can't polish a turd, but Blink-182 can. Um <laughs> and I eyes. will pay a lot of money for that turd. In your eyes. The, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll I'll probably buy a couple copies of that turd. <laughs> yeah. And I'll smile about it yeah. <laughs> and probably taste it. Mm. <laughs> uh but anyways, it worked out in the end. I think a lot of people's concerns were uh were laid put out, laid to rest. Um, so shall we dive in? Yeah. I've got four recommendations. Uh, scratch that, I've got five. Ah, okay. <laughs> no ratings. Um, I think it's a really good album, and I think it works well as a whole. Yeah, I think it's a fantastic yeah. album, and it definitely does work well. Yes. Um, jumping into track number one, which is my first recommendation, it's called The First Time. First Time. Um, so Blink-22... nothing like the first time. I think they very... Well, most bands, but especially including Blink, um, they, they very much consciously deliver on their first song mm-hmm. um, and always make it like a really good one like every single first song that they've done is is just great yeah um every single album and i think this is no exception and i wonder like they had mentioned a long time ago that this was going to be closer to the untitled darker mm-hmm. sounding yeah um the very like first part of the song there's like that flange on the drums mm-hmm. and it's kind of likened to the flange on the drums of feeling this oh yeah that, that's the first thing I, heard, I thought of whenever yeah, i heard that i think a lot of people did too i was like okay but that then sounds like the untitled as album, soon as the music starts it's nothing like nothing it. like that. it gets yeah. like real heavy and then kind of slows down and the uh the the verses uh but there's like a pre-chorus where there's program drums that you hear for the first time on this record yeah um and that's going to be a recurring thing travis i think was in charge of that mm-hmm. which you think, why aren't you playing real drums? It's just an aesthetic he wanted. Yeah. Um, he's He does a lot of producing now, too. I don't know if you, you knew that. Yeah, yeah. He produces a lot of, like, uh, rap Hip-hop albums. Hip-hop rap, and yeah. So he's, that, that whole, influence is definitely here. A whole bunch here. of stuff. He's yeah. crazy busy yeah. all the time. Uh, but it's, it's really good. There's also a cowbell in the pre-chorus. Oh. I don't know if you, you pick up on it. If you listen to it again, you'll hear the cowbell. Probably will, So I don't yeah. know if that's another throwback to, to feeling this or if they're just putting cowbell in there because it's awesome. Who knows? Either way, it's pretty cool. Um, lyrically, the song 
sounds kind of happy, like about the first time being great, but I think it's more alluding to how um, everything gets more diluted and like that experience is depleted the more it, it happens. On, yeah. Like it's a, they talk about love and they talk a lot about drugs, like the addictive yeah, yeah. stuff. So drugs and drinking and yeah. whatnot. But anyways, the very last course is double timed and it's dope. Um, <laughs> that's all I got to say about that one. Uh, in this song, you really get a good sense of how Skiba is gonna like influence this album. I think kind of, but I don't think you get that for a couple of songs. I think in a couple of songs you really get a feel. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, just like his, it seems like on on California, he almost had to fit into what Blink One Eighty Two was. Yeah, what they were doing on singing. that record, he was just kind of there. He was just kind of there, but now so this time he comes into his own. Yeah, he kind of yes, he's able to sing how he wants and write melodies how he wants and and sing about things that he w- would normally sing about. It's true. So. It's very true. Uh, speaking of which, he sings no lines on the very next song, which is called Happy Days. Ah, I love this song. It's For me, it's an iffy song. Really? It was one of the singles where I was kind of like, it's not bad. Like, it's it sound, like the, the drums are really cool in the verse. It sounds awesome. The chorus is catchy and dope. Um, but I, I was, every time they sing that chorus, I want to feel happy days, happy days. Yeah. It's a little campy for me. A little campy. I mean, yeah, it's campy, but but I can get past it because I still like it though. Lyrically, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Hoppus was pretty open about um where he was writing for this record. Yeah. Uh, he said he was in like a, a quite a bit of a depression, like after the California um album cycle was done touring. Uh, Travis went and was doing all his producing, doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, Skiba went back to Alkaline Trio to make a new record. Yeah. And Mark was like doing nothing. He was kind of on his own. Yeah, just like mm. laying in his bed being depressed <laughs> yeah um and this song kind of talks about some depression and it, it yeah. comes back uh, on the rest of the record but i think that's uh, he didn't want to make a happy record so this that this song saying like how he wants to feel happy days but he's not quite there yet yeah he's in the walls of isolation inside of his the brain. walls of isolation inside of my brain in my pain my pain i was gonna say brain but you know i know I mean. and i'd love for me to change yeah but it's a very catchy song yeah um, and if this is the most iffy song for me, then I think that's a good sign. I like it. I like it a lot because of the the message behind it. It's a great message because of the lyrics. Yeah. Hey kid, don't quit your your daydream. Don't quit your daydream. Yeah. Not a day job because everyone says don't quit your day job. Yeah. Don't quit your daydream. Keep keep yeah. trying. Yeah. A yeah. nice little turn of a phrase. I don't believe. Mm. Yeah. And moving on to track number three, which is called Heaven. Heaven. Hmm. This is a great song. This is where the record gets dark. Yep. Um, I think uh, Skiba kind of comes into his own a little bit more here than on the first track. Yeah. Um, you know this one's inspired by, right? Uh, all the mass shootings? Yeah. One in particular, though, was the Thousand Oaks shooting in California in 2018. Yeah. Apparently, it was like just that was like two miles from Travis Barker's house. Oh, really? Um, so super close. Dang. Um, the chorus, uh, they say halos left. or I'm sorry. They say angel wings at the bus stop. Halos angel left on top of the bar. wings on the bus stop. Halo left, left on top, top of the bar. Heaven doesn't want me now. Um, but that's a direct reference to the shooting because uh, there were people who were shot like in a bar and at a bus station. Yeah. Uh, so it was just people like waiting at the bus or sitting at a bar. Yeah. Just living life and then getting shot up and massacred. Crazy. Yeah. I think Mark said it's about living in America in 2019. So it's. Yeah. I mean, it thing. makes sense. Like we, there have been so many mass shootings. Yeah. And due to how social media has affected us, we just like kind of forget about it. We get bombarded by it. Once that news twenty four news hour cycle is done, it's another something bad happening. Yeah, we're just bombarded. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I don't know if it's necessarily worse than history was before, but we just 
The well, news news yeah. makes it in your face. I mean, you definitely don't want to compare it to that, right? Because then you'll make no. exceptions. True. Very true. Um, but in that context, it's a very dark song. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Even um, though the course is big um, and catchy. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, apart from the song being, the subject matter being very dark, the chorus is one of my favorite choruses. It's a great chorus. In the whole album. Yeah, big and just there's super, only super I think there's only one other song that I think the chorus is catchier. Well, we'll see which one that is. Let's see which one it is, yeah. Maybe it's the next one. I don't know. Track number four is called Dark Side, and it's my next recommendation. Um, this is also Skiba, right? Oh, no, no, they no. Both no. That's both of them. Yeah. Um, I think this is the catchiest of the, the all the singles they put out before the record came out. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I heard them on a, I don't know if it was an interview or on a radio show, uh, but they kind of liken this to a Joy Division song. Hmm. Um, so they're kind of writing for that dancey, I don't want to say 80s vibe, but like that, definitely that dancey feel. Just like feel. dancey, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, you get the four to the floor. With the the four to the floor. On one. Plus, they open the hi-hats on the upbeat for certain parts, and it's very, very dancey. Yeah. Um, every time the chorus hits, I just want to dance. Yeah. Anytime I hear it, it's just very, very catchy. I was listening to the song today when I was running on the elliptical at the YMCA. And I matched my stride to the beat of the song. <laughs> I have to really try not to do that because if you if you start listening to something too fast and you yeah. match the strides, <laughs> it's really bad. you're gonna burn yourself out. Yeah, I think you can find Spotify playlists for running that are set to certain BPMs. Really, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it'll it, it'll help you out if you're mm. if you're trying to run a music. Did you see the music video? Yeah, it looks like they work for Target. Yeah, it kind of does. They're all wearing those <laughs> weird all wearing red polos. Red polos. Um, but it's a bunch of little kids doing dance moves that were apparently from Fortnite. Yeah. I don't, I didn't know there was dance moves in video games. Yeah, but uh, there are. There have there have been since World of Warcraft, Steve, back in two thousand eight. I only know about people doing in uh, Halo teabagging. That's not dance. <laughs> that's not even a dance move. Each. <laughs> I won't really go into all the dance, but yeah, there are dances for different races in in World of Warcraft. You just hit backslash dance, and then your character starts dancing. It's so weird. I see. I, I don't know these things. But yeah, I'm. Get, what was it? One of them was like the what's it called? Flossing. Flossing. I know that one from uh, Saturday Night Live. The that, Katy Perry uh, thing. Katy Perry thing. Yeah. The backpack kid. Yeah, backpack boy. A lot of people said this video is cringy. I don't think it's cringy. I just think it's goofy. It's a bunch re- of kids it's, having a fun it's time. Very, it's very goofy. Yeah. Not my favorite video, but I'm, I don't. I wouldn't say cringy. It's definitely cringe. It's definitely not cringy. Yeah. But some people say it is. It is what, like I. I I watched the video and I was like, eh. Yeah, same. <laughs> you know, like, eh, whatever. The behind was, the scenes was cool because they show how, how they the camera pans it. and then they, as the camera was by, they move a whole bunch of things in because it oh, was like a bunch yeah, of, yeah. it was like one camera shot and then they kind of made it work somehow. Yeah. Moving on to track number five, which is called Blame It on My Youth. Blame It on My Youth. This is the first single that was released. So this was everyone's first taste of nine. Yeah. Um, when I heard it, I was like, oh, <laughs> this is what we're doing. <laughs> blame it. Blame it. Oh, my youth. Yeah, it's it was blame it, blame it's it. electronic oh, sounding, um, super mainstream, mainstream poppy. Yeah. Um, guitars are there, but they're not like distorted. They're not that up front. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't like that huge into it at first. The chorus isn't like a big explosive chorus that you'd expect for Blink-182. No, not really. Um. And a lot of people were like, this album is going to not be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the more I listened to it, the more it grew on me. Yeah, for And now sure. I, I really enjoy this song. Yeah, and I think like as you listen to the album like, straight through, it fits pretty well. It does. I'm glad they released it first. Well, some people think they were trolling or maybe they were. some people thought they were going like 
better, better, better sing like singles they were trying to release. Good, better, 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 better. Up yeah, to the album, and release. then the album would be the best thing. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Which uh, I mean, some I people know. also argue that if you just put all, all your best songs out as singles, then the rest of the album is just like the leftovers. Yeah, all yeah. the fillers left. But who knows? Anyways, I'm glad they released it for summer because I think it's a good summer jam. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, good to drive with your windows open. Also, it sounds way better live. I saw them do it. Oh, really? Yeah, like the the guitars are turned up. It's just it's better. <laughs> huh. Interesting. I guess yeah. that does make sense. Yeah. And um, let's move on to a way different sounding song. Track number six is called Generational Divide. Yeah. Uh, definitely the shortest song on the record by yep. far. 49 20, seconds long. Yeah, 49 seconds. It's all fast punk. Um, like the, he says, is it better? Is it better now? Are we, we better? Are we, we better now? And they just kind of repeat that and then add some layers. Yeah. Um, some fans said that this was like a response to the critique of Blink-182 either on the first song or on California. But I don't think it is. Mark Hoppus said it was about like an argument with his son or something. Really? And originally, it was supposed to be like a three-minute long song that was kind of like slower mid-tempo, oh, and then this right, is the yeah. tail end of it. Yeah. Um, and they scrapped the, the beginning part and just left this. I guess that makes sense in the context of they're also have Ransom on the record, so you don't want two of those same formats, perhaps. But yeah. Blink-22 is no stranger to repeating f- formats or arrangements. So no, no, definitely it is. not. <laughs> um, but it's an awesome little short song. My only yeah. gripe is I wish it was longer, because yeah. it sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's that's my... Uh, only complaint with that song and uh, and ransom. Yeah, is that I wish the ransom. I wish they were this. longer. Yeah, well, I mean ransom is like what two minutes long, like a minute twenty five. Minute twenty five, exactly. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, let's move on to track number seven, which is called "Runaway." Um, we Run away, more program drums. Um, yeah. More moody, dark sounding stuff. Uh, again, to a big chorus. Um, this one's one of the ones that doesn't stand out as much. I mean, it's a great song, uh, but I think it just kind of blends in with the rest of the album yeah it's almost like if uh if someone were to ask me like hey like name me some songs from blink 182's new album i would probably forget that this is on the album yeah but as i'm listening as i'm listening through to it like it would come on and be like oh yeah i know this song yeah and i like it it's good yeah and i like how the last course is double time every time i hear that i'm like ooh, yeah mm. <laughs> it's the mm-hmm moment not the not it's not a mm moment it's just like ooh. Mm. It's more like a, oh, it's an ooh moment, I should say. Uh, moving on to track number eight, which is my next recommendation, Black Rain. Good song. Um, this one's real kind of crazy for a yeah. lot of reasons. Like it starts off like the they start off with the chorus, which is different for Blink. Um, and it's just Skiba singing over top of this church organ. Tragedy. And there's a Erase passing chord. Yeah, do, which is do, do, which do. is definitely not Blink One Day Two. So I wonder if <laughs> if if uh, Skiba wrote that, or maybe John Feldman put it in. Who knows? But it's not what you'd expect from them. It sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, and then the verses are out there. Like it's it's influenced. Like it it sounds heavy. Uh, there's lots of like stops and hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of trap influence, and electronic sounding, and it's yeah. real like aggressive sounding. Yeah, um, a little electronic. It's just it's it's out there, and then it comes back to the second chorus where it's all stripped back with this kind of like a, a groove almost, and it, you glide in. Uh, it's the same chorus, but no church organ again. Yeah. Then you get another verse, and then the last chorus is like super duper heavy sounding, like these heavy heavy guitars. It's mm-hmm. uh, just a really interesting arrangement for them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Such it's an outlier a, on, the, on the album. Yeah, it's really... I, I really like it, though. I do, too. Um, lyrically, it was influenced by... Uh, Skiba had watched the movie Spotlight. 
Okay. And I don't know if you saw that, but it's mm-hmm. all about the abuse in the Catholic Church by priests oh, and the yes. children. So I, do, I remember when that came out. This this goes to some dark, dark places. Very dark. Places. Interesting movie if you ever want to watch it. It was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. Hmm. Uh, I think it won Best Picture a couple of years ago, but I don't remember. Okay. If it didn't win, it was up for it. Okay. Um, let's move on to track number nine on album nine. The song's called I Really Wish I Hated You. This was another, another single, right? The last single they released. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely slower and more pop influenced than a lot of things on this record. Very that, mainstream sounding. And I really wish I hated this song. Uh, I really wasn't a fan at first. I was not either. Uh, it's got some weird stuff. Like, there's some weird vocal runs in the, the well, verse. This right. song specifically, you can definitely hear the production on Mark's voice. Oh, big time, yeah. Like a lot. When he hits um, that low note. What's the, uh, what's the line that he hits with a low note? I don't think about you anymore. 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 And it's like, it's like, ooh, that's really auto-tuned. And yeah, like, they had to have, that's really, really low note. They like had to. Really pristine sounding. Yeah, a little too much. But, but then it. It's just really catchy, and you listen to it a few times, and you find yourself singing along. You're like, ah, yeah. I like this song. <laughs> yeah, no, that's literally what happened. Like, the more I listened to it, I, I, I would end the album, and then I'd be like, I don't really like myself with that. <laughs> and you're like, what? You. What am I doing? <laughs> I was like, wait a second, why am I singing that song? <laughs> I, I think this song is getting the most radio play off the album right now. Really? Yeah. So a lot of people are thinking the same thing. It's pretty crazy. Like, uh, on some of their Instagram stories, I uh, they like reposted some guy. It was like, can we just acknowledge that Blink-182 is dropping awesome music? And it was it was that song. And I was like, come on now. Come on now. But after I listened to it even more, I was like, yeah, he's probably right. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, originally, I think they had written this as a slower song. Yeah. And then they turned it into a fast song. And they said this was the one that got rewritten so many times. Really? Yeah. Huh. I, I, I want to hear the other versions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious now. Let's move on to a 180 uh, sound, 180 degrees from 180 degree. I Wish I Hated yeah. You. Um, track number 10, which is my next recommendation, is called Pin the Grenade. Nice. Yeah. Uh, this one's also, like on Spotify, it's one of their like most played songs. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a great yeah. one. It's back to the catchy pop punk. Yeah. Um, probably one of the more pop punk. I'd say this and the first time are like the pop punk songs on the record. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. The rest of them are kind of like darker and moodier sounding. Um, but this is awesome. Like the, it's got a little bit of syncopated drums in the verse, which are aw- really cool sounding. And then someone pulled a pin on that grenade, and it explodes in the chorus. Uh, gets hey, real big. Wait. Pin the grenade if, if you don't, don't love me, light on my face. Um, um, so grenades, if you're like thinking of it as a visual, you have to pull the pin out and then release the handle and throw it, and it explodes. So if you put the pin back in, you're releasing any danger of it blowing up. Yeah, the songs. It's an interesting song. Have you read all the lyrics? Um, I mean, you can gather what it is from the chorus. Yeah, yeah. If you don't love me, lie to my face. Yeah. So a guy realizes the like, relationship hey, 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 hey. ending like, or blowing up. I want to do. I want to keep the status quo. He's like, yeah. If even if you don't love me, just lie to my face and pretend so that yeah. we can keep going. Yeah, not exactly the best thing to do, though. No, but it's so catchy. Yeah, it really is. I love this song. Um, it's real boppy. This is a uh, one of the two songs where we hear Mark going to his higher register, mm-hmm. which I really like. You really the, hear his high register at the end of Hungover You. Yeah, well, I was that's the other one I was talking about. But we'll go there later. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, yeah. Hangover what is, is the, uh, It Wasn't there a song in California where he also sang really high? Probably quite a bit, but I'm, I can't think of which one I can't think of specifics, be. but for some reason, like whenever he goes to his high register, I'm like, 
I really like the sound of his voice when he's his in the His timbre is nice. Yeah. 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 But anyway. I agree. Moving on to track number 11, which is called No Heart, No Heart to Speak Of. <laughs> um, this is a Skiba song. Yeah. Um, even though Mark sings one of the oh, verses. Yeah, definitely. This is like Skiba's shining moment on the album. Yeah, because he like, whenever he sings No Heart, like really up high, he's like, No Heart to Speak Of. Yes. And you get that classic like Alkaline Trio Skiba voice yeah, going it, on. This sounds like the most passionate Skiba's been in his Blink run so far. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, I'm, like, I'm glad. And at the bridge, I wouldn't say he screams at the end of the bridge, but he gets a real gritty shout at the end of that, uh, at the end of the bridge going to the last chorus. And you're like, ooh, it's getting mad. Yep. (laughs) Um, Thematically, it's like lyrically, it's kind of reminiscent of um, Hearts All Gone. Yeah. Um, But your heart's all gone. It's not as fast as that one. Let's move on to track number 12, another goofy one. Good goofy. Uh, This song's called Ransom. Ransom. It starts off odd. Um, it's really electronic. Yeah, it's real slow. And you slow. hear heavy auto tune on on Mark's voice. Yeah, it's real not slow. And not like, like the auto tune where it sounds pristine, but like the T Pain auto tune. Yeah, where it's bouncing around, and you're like, "Whoa, what is this? What is this doing on a Blink One Eight Two record? This, yeah, this is odd." <laughs> um, and for about forty two to forty three seconds, it's this weird little slow strange sounding song yeah <laughs> ex- it explodes into a fast punk rock song yeah it's in the same awesome. vein as generational divide yeah um, now she's holding in for ransom <laughs> so catchy yeah um i think i think because they have the slower part at the beginning it's at the perfect length yeah um if it was just the the very end like the last half i'd say way too short but it's really nice having those juxtapositions of the slow auto-tune weird electronic beginning and then the fast awesome punk song at the end yeah i think it's a really cool song yeah definitely uh, moving on to track number 13 which is on some emo <laughs> <laughs> um if you were just to look at the title you'd be like oh it's a joke track yeah um, it's not though it's not there are no joke tracks on this record uh that's one of the things they made sure not to do um as opposed to California, where there was quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was that one? The swimming pool one? Yeah, Built This Pool. Built This Pool, yeah. Yeah. Go- goofy, <laughs> goofy song. Um, if you read the lyrics without the music, though, it definitely is an emo-sounding song. Like, the oh, lyrics yeah. are super emo. Yeah, for sure. Um, I can't really tell 100% what's going on. Like, the obviously, a girl that he's been in a relationship has left. Yeah. Um, some lines lead me to believe that she's died via suicide. Um, like she, there was a poster on his wall well, saying yeah, she's missing, uh, or she last time he saw her she was standing on the edge. Yeah, yeah, there are there are quite a few lyrics to kind of allude to that. But then later on in the song he talks about like if you see me smile, like kind of things to say that last time maybe that she's I not. Saw her. But it's it's uh, it's a pretty good, really good song. It's another darker sounding it song. It is, yeah. Um, but I like it. Very emotional sounding. Yeah. Moving on to track number fourteen, the penultimate track. The song's called "Hung Over You," and it's my last recommendation. My favorite song on the album. Uh, mine too, actually. Hundred percent. Uh, which is so odd because I have seen a ton of reviews where people were like either super indifferent about the song or saying it's like a a throwaway track. Hmm. And I think this is so weird. I think this is the catchiest chorus because they both like, yeah, I think it's, it definitely is the catchiest chorus besides, um, which one did I say it was one of the catchiest was one of the first ones. Happy days. Happy days. I, don't, I can't. Remember. No, heaven, heaven is what heaven, you said. Heaven, yeah, heaven, yeah. But there's some like some vocal jumps, like some some notes that I like. The first time I heard it, I was not expecting da 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 da, and like the I yeah. was not expecting that melody. It threw me off. I was like, oh, what is this? 
Well, like and it the, really uh, threw me off. Whenever the, the I melodies. first, whenever I first heard this song, like I just wasn't expecting Mark to sing like really high right away. A bottle for breakfast, trying to let go. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, this is great. Fast <laughs> over this weird little program beat. Yeah, uh, and it's it's really really kind of cool. And Skiba does the the high parts of the beginning. It feels like last night you came over, and then. Up and you know Mark comes in with the low part. I got my head hung over you. I guess, I guess I'm still hung over you. <laughs> but later on in the song, they switch. Yeah. And, and Hoppus does the high part. You're like, whoa. Yeah, I know. Whenever I first heard it, I was like, is that Mark singing the high part now? I was like, it is. This is great. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I love when that happens. But I think the whole, uh, the whole structure of the song, the way they... The, they build like the climax in the song and very just like the whole thing well is just is very very well put together yeah. yeah and i like the double meaning like the guy's an alcoholic having his bottle for breakfast and he's hung over yeah. but he's also hung over he's stuck on that girl yeah uh, so it's a nice little double meaning a little fun yeah a little fun I'm, writing that i really like that song yeah. i do too it's fantastic that's what i was so like i saw multiple people that's like who were indifferent about it and i was like this song what were their reason guys, what was their reasoning just people didn't they thought it was just like a they were just like man, generic song okay. i was like great huh. you people are idiots <laughs> weird they're wrong that's all i have to say yeah i agree with you um, i also really like the outro it's yeah. like a, the doof, doof, yeah doof, and there's like a that's the only part where i thought huh i guess this song maybe is almost like the untitled album in yeah. a way like because if you remember from that yeah like the untitled album the yeah. uh what was it the track before the fallen interlude yeah, the Fallen Interlude. Yeah, bef- some weird stuff. Before Stockholm Syndrome? I think it was before Down. I can't remember. It was before It was before a song, but anyway, yeah. yeah. That kind of had a similar feel in a yeah. way. So like in a way, maybe that was what they were talking about, I kind of. I see that. Um, but I have absolutely no idea why people do not like that song. Yeah. It's I so great. I love it. I think it's great. Uh, moving on to The Last Trong. <laughs> the Last... <laughs> the, the Last... last- I was, that's a mix between track and <laughs> <Trong>. song. <laughs> yeah, track and uh, song. Last yeah. song, uh, track number 15, is called Remember to Forget Me. Yeah. They could have called it Forget to Remember Me. Same no. exact thing. They could have is what I'm saying. I'm no, not saying they should not have. It's not the same thing. Yeah. No, it's not. Forget to remember. Remember to forget. No, no, no. Because, no, see, whenever... One's intentional. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Remember yes. to forget me. They're similar. They're but, not the same. No, no, no. They're, they're not the same at all. Similar. They're not this, they're not similar. Let's they're remember the same to words. For, let's disagree to forget to remember. <laughs> they're the same words, but they're different entirely. It's it's forget a, to remember me. It's a meeting of the minds here, people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, only on, only on American Bruce and Tunes. Yeah. Well, we Can argue we forget about things and the remember same what, words what the truth is. <laughs> um, this is their ballad on the record. Save the ballad for last. Yeah. Um, acoustic intro, nice little acoustic yeah. stuff, which do, you really don't do, get acoustic do, too often do, from Blink ever. So it's fun to hear. Do, 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 um, a lot of people do, compared this to the song off of California, Home is Such a Lonely Place. Another another kind of acoustic ballad, but that one's kind of about being home and being lonely. This one's about leaving home. Yeah, yeah. But I could see why people would say that. I never thought about that, to be honest. I never thought, huh, this is kind of like Home is Such a Lonely Place. I don't think that either. I've I've read it. I never, I never made the connection to that. I still don't. I could see why people did it. I just didn't make that connection. I don't think there's any connection. Um, they talk about home. I mean, leaving. that's the only connection, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. But I immediately thought about the connection between um, uh, No Heart to Speak of and Heart's All Gone. Mm-hmm. 
I immediately made the connection to that, but not yeah. to this. Okay, I, I, I so. Uh, I think there's some. This is a song that has some of the cheesiest lyrics on the record for me. Yeah, but I can get past it because it's super catchy. What about the can't be happy days? Uh, I think this has more cheesy lyrics. Okay. Yeah. Like. We both said it's wrong. It don't make, make it, it right. right. Yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. a couple of things. I hear those lyrics. I'm like, ah, they could, probably could have done a little better. But I let it slide because I really like the song. Um, I don't know. There's something about uh, very uh, non-metaphorical, just intentional lyrics like that. that yeah. That almost, I guess maybe it gets to it's a, a little point, earnest. It gets to a point where it works, right? I think they're saying it earnestly enough that it works. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like uh, someone just trying to in cliches because they it sounds good because they don't know what else to say or something yeah. like that yeah um i like how the song crescendos mm-hmm. uh, it's got a really nice build up but i think after the last verse where it's kind of like there's like an outro chorus kind of that's real like stripped back but before that there's like this awesome like musical outro i yeah. don't know what you call it, like the post chorus post chorus music but it's pre-outro. really cool because it's like maybe 30 40 50 seconds of like this awesome musical part where all kind of things are going on it just sounds really cool uh, just a fun way to end the record, I think. Yeah. Um, you probably could have flipped this and hung over you and maybe had it work. And I'm, I'm literally just thinking of that outro on, on hung over you. Do, 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 God. Do, 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 yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But this works too. This this works quite um, well. I th- yeah. I'm, well, I guess I'm trying to think of it the other way now, and I, it probably would still work. Yeah. Either way would have worked, but I'm sure they. Flipped tracks around quite a bit. Yeah. But I'm, I'm happy with the way they sequence the record. I think it works yeah. really well. Yeah, I think it works real well. It has a nice flow. Yeah. Nice biggest, flow to the record. Biggest record. takeaway, I, I think they consciously tried to do something different from California. Yeah. Um, there, I think there's some woes. I don't think there's any na-na-nas. No. Um, there's not that bubblegum pop punk as much as you got on on uh, California. Yeah. Skiba sounds like Skiba. Yeah, um, which is really nice. He doesn't sound like he's trying to do Tom DeLonge. Yeah, uh, which is good. The album is darker. Uh, they tried new stuff. I think it, I think it worked. They, yeah. I think they they took some risks here, and I think it paid off. Um, I'm super happy with the record. I'm happy with everything they put out, though. So I'm I'm not the best uh, authoritative uh, <laughs> reviewer. Well, I'll say I'll say that uh, whenever I first heard the singles, I was like I had no expectations. I was like, this isn't going to be good, and I'm not going to like it. Um, just just purely based on the singles. Uh, Maybe so, they did that on purpose. I know that's what makes me think they did do that on purpose. Yeah, a lot of people think they did, but who knows if they did? Doesn't really matter. Who knows? Either way, um, after I got over the overproduction of it, I like it a lot. Yeah, that's more Feldman in there for you. Yeah, I wish they would go with someone. Else. I mean, I, I like John Feldman because he kind of I, I he forces them to pump out material, yeah. kind of, and he keeps them going. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the overproduction, but yeah. if he gets them to keep pumping out music, uh, go for it. Yeah. Because I, I just want more. <laughs> this is all I want. Did he do uh, Untitled? No, California. Um, Jerry Finn did Untitled. Okay. Yeah. he did. Jerry Finn right, did all the he, records from End of the State to Untitled. And he passed away, right? Yes. Yeah. Right before Neighborhoods. Um, I'm super happy with this, like I said. I'm excited to see where they go next. Yeah, same. Um, they'll branch out. Who knows what they'll do? It'll be awesome. It'll probably be... I know they said they're work, they, they got an EP coming out. Doesn't, oh, really? Um, they said maybe by the end of the year. Um, it's going to be weird. Cool. Like they said they collab, collaborated with Pharrell. Oh, and right. And Lil, yeah. Lil Uzi Vert. Tell me about that. So it might not be as blink, blink sounding as you think. It might be really out there. Yeah, that could be cool though. Or maybe it's super poppy. Maybe it's rap. I have no idea. I'm, I, I want to hear it. 
Who knows? Yeah. But either way, I enjoy that album, album. a lot. Um, let us know what you guys album. think. Uh, hit us up on all the social medias, American Brews and Tunes. Shoot us an yeah. email at brewsandtunespodcast.com. On Instagram. Oh, no, it's americanbrewsandtunes at gmail.com. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You Instagram, can, can, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, Fasabuka, um, Fasabuka. <laughs> um, looking forward to next week. We are going to review a recommended album. Yes, uh, the album is Kaleidoscope Heart by Sarah Bareilles, recommended I, by Rebecca Romeo. I only know uh, you'll know at least two songs on there, probably. It's the one. Uh, what's the one that I know off of that one? Uh, it's King of Anything. King of anything? Who, who made says, you? Who made, who you, made king you king of anything? Uh, who says yes. that you disagree? Who made you king of anything? Yeah. Who? I listened yeah. to that record um, maybe half a dozen times so far, and it's uh, I, I quite like it a bit. Okay. I think you'll I think we'll get into it. Cool. It's probably our first. Have we reviewed any female fronted stuff? I mean, uh, Courtney Barnett. Oh, that's right. But we've not reviewed any female-fronted piano albums. <laughs> so this is a first for us. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Corny Barnett is all guitar. Yeah. Uh, but it's, I'm looking forward to that. And then we'll go to another one-off and then back to recommendations for each other. Once we figure out what we're going to recommend to each other. I've got an idea, but I like to think about it a little bit longer. I've got a couple ideas. Okay. But we'll get there. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there when we get there. Wait, so this is this is 85. Next week's 86. Yeah. And then the next one-off is 87, Seven, so, so we're going to be 88. It's going to be a repeat. So the next recommendation we do for each other is going to be a repeat. So have that in mind. Any any thoughts on the beer before we sign off? It has... Um, I don't know if it's just because I have a little, only a tiny bit left, but it almost feels a little bit less uh, intense. Like the flavors have almost mellowed as it warmed up. I think it stayed fairly consistent, but... You could be right too. It also because might be because I'm taking very small sips yeah. now. Well, that that'll do it too. But I I I like the beer. It's, it's a good fantastic. Brew. Way to go, Stone. As if there was any doubt. Yeah, obviously. Right. Um, Undoubtable. Let's uh, let's give us the old uh, one two shibbity boo. <laughs> one two shibbity boo. As you always say on American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity boo. Down the end of the podcast hatch. Yeah, good beer, good album. Yeah. Uh, once again, my name is Stephen Johnston. My name is Jesse Titus. And that wraps it for American Brews and Tunes. Wow. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity beeba